the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Let Us Reason, a Christian-Muslim dialogue with host Al Fadi. Let Us Reason is a unique show utilizing theology, apologetics, and evangelism to reach Muslims for Christ by comparing and contrasting Christian and Muslim doctrines. And now, your host, Al Fadi. Well, good morning, everyone. Hope you're having a fabulous Saturday. I am so excited to be with you as always, and uh, as you know, we are approaching our holiday season, and uh, of course, as we do so, we want you to be mindful of the fact that God is opening so many doors around you to reach out to those that do not know Christ to celebrate his birth with you. So we want to make sure to take advantage of such opportunities, and of course, uh, you know, this is the birth of the uh, Prince of Peace. And uh, boy, uh, do I need to remind you that uh, our world uh, needs all, uh, you know, all the prayers and all the peace that they can get. And of course, no one other than our Lord that can give us that peace that surpasses all understanding. So um, I want to say just Merry Christmas in advance. But as we get closer and closer, we'll make sure our podcast is catered towards that particular and powerful topic. Today, I want to go through a number of uh, issues and announcements that I want to share with you. First of all, of course, um, you know, as always, you can go and listen to any of the previous podcasts and radio shows that we've done through a number of platforms. I just share this with you in case you're not familiar with that and maybe you're tuning in for the first time or maybe you forgot uh, you know, how to do so. You can always go to our website, which is sierrainternational.com. That's Sierra, C as in Charlie, C-I-R-A international, one word, sierrainternational.com. And in there, in the main in like the homepage, there is a section called Let Us Reason. You click on it and you'll see all the archive show. Now, there is another platform that you can also go to to listen to previous shows up until April of this year, and that's soundcloud.com. And in there, you search for Let Us Reason or Al-Fadi Let Us Reason or Let Us Reason, a Christian-Muslim dialogue with Al-Fadi. However you want to put it, it's going to come across and you'll see which one. You can also go to, starting from April of this year, moving forward, we have another platform, and that's uh, basically uh, Omni Studio, O-M, and as in Mike, N as in Nancy, Y, Omni Studio, and in there, you'll be able to listen to also additional ones. Uh, I'm working with the team to see if they can even capture all of the previous ones, but just to be on the safe side, at least from April of 2018 until now, Omni Studio is the place to go for most of the updated, uh, basically, uh, podcast. Uh, You can also go to iTunes, and in there, you'll be able 
to have all of the uh, basically shows from the beginning in 2014 until now. So these are the different platforms. We have selected some that we converted into a YouTube stream. So in YouTube, there is some select podcast uh, under basically our uh, channel, which is Sierra International. With that said, I want to encourage you to go to our YouTube channel, which is Sierra International. Again, one word, C-I-R-A, C as in Charlie, C-I-R-A International. Uh, subscribe, uh, become a subscriber to receive notifications about any released videos and at the same time, we really encourage you as we approach the end of the year to become a supporter, financial supporter through Patreon. You'll see that in there. You become a patron through something, a platform called Patreon, where you can give as little as $1 and as much as the Lord puts in your heart. You can become even a monthly giver. And all of that will help us to stay on the air, will help us with the production of videos and so on and so forth. So with that says. I want to give you basically an announcement that uh, in two weeks from now, on December, uh, less than two weeks actually, December 18th, that's a Tuesday, myself and my brother Sam Shimon, we will be doing a number of videos in studio and recording them, but also we'll be doing a YouTube Live and Facebook Live so if you want to keep track of uh, the exact times, which we haven't finalized yet, and the topics we'll be talking about, just go to my personal Facebook page, which is alfadi.sira. That's A-L-F as in Frank, A as in Apple, D as in David, I dot C as in Charlie, I, R as in Romeo, A as in Apple, alfadi.sira. And also to my ministry page, the alfadi, which is T-H-E-A-L-F-A-D-I, and the Sira Facebook page, which is Sira International. All of these pages will give you announcements at the exact slots when we would be doing the Facebook Live and the YouTube Live, the exact time zone and the topics as well. So I encourage you to be on the look for this. And if you missed it, it will be recorded. You can always go and watch it as well. But I encourage you not only to watch it live, but also invite others, even Muslims, to come in and send questions and so on and so forth. We always like to uh, interact with them and uh, serve them and uh, clarify any of the misconceptions that they have. Now I'm going to go through my Facebook page to just give you uh, some of the updates related to most recent topics or dilemmas or challenges that we've been dealing with. One of the dilemmas that I called Massive Dilemma that was posted basically on December 5th deals with a verse in the Quran in chapter 33 of the Quran known as the chapter of Ahzab basically or, uh, you know, the, uh, the, 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 the troops or the, the parties or the, the branches or the sects, you know. Uh, uh, basically, it has different ways to translate that. It's chapter 33 verse 56, uh, 56. 3356. What did it say? In there, it says something interesting. It says that Allah, the God of Islam, and his angels pray upon Muhammad or pray for Muhammad or you can say uh, pray uh, basically on him. Either way, uh, the word that was used for prayer is the exact word that is used usually for 
the Islamic ritual play, uh, prayer, which is, you know, the uh, one that is done in a mosque, for instance. Muslims, by the way, uh, don't have, uh, don't use the word pray, basically, for people who are praying for you in a Christian sense, where you say, oh, please pray for me. Uh, in other words, they call it dua. So it has a specific word, dua, meaning calling upon Allah, you know, to uh, uh, heal you uh, or asking your mother to pray for your exam and things like that. That's called dua. You don't call somebody and say, salli, you know, that's the Arabic word, or uh, basically pray for me. That's in English. Christians, Arab Christians, use the word pray, the Arabic form of it, which is salli, meaning pray for me. Because that's common in the Bible, to ask people to pray with you and to pray for you. But in Islam, it's not. However, it seemed like the Prophet of Islam stole that idea from the Christian communities and in, injected this in the Quran, at, saying that Allah himself, the God that he's serving, is actually praying upon him. And, and that's really strange, because if you think about it, we're talking about a human being, and here is the deity, the creator, is praying upon this human being. Now, you may say, well, what's, what's the difference here? I mean, didn't Jesus actually did his priestly prayer uh, that he did basically in John 17? That is very true. But Jesus prayed in his capacity as the high priest for us, represented us before the throne of God, and we have no problem or issues with that because Jesus himself is in his role, is doing what a high priest would do on behalf of the people. In Islam, Muhammad is always presented to us as a human being, as a prophet only, never that he's presented as a high priest who is praying on behalf of people, nor that this prayer actually is about the people, even though there is another verse in the Quran that says that Muhammad also needs to uh, send his prayers to the people. But here, sure, as their prophet, uh, he is praying on their behalf. You can call him in that particular verse. He is assuming that office. That's fine. But we're talking about Allah himself, where Muslims say he is the deity, has no connection with Muhammad other than Muhammad is his servant, basically. Even they'll tell you Jesus in, in the Quran is the servant of Allah. Therefore, they're baffled when the Bible says that Jesus prayed to the Father and say, how can that work? You know, didn't you say he's the son of God? How can he pray to the Father? Well, the Bible is very clear. You know, Jesus, the son of God and the Father are one. OK, one in essence. Two, in person. Jesus also holds the office of the high priest. He can pray on behalf of people, but he also, in his humanity, he can pray to the Father who's in heaven. We have no problem with these things. The issue is raised usually by our Muslim friends, so if they have a problem with Jesus in his humanity praying to God, his fa the Father, why is it not a problem then that God actually praying upon Muhammad? And why, and, and of course, what, what do Muslims tell you? They tell you, oh, no, 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 no. The word here doesn't really mean prayer. It means basically blessing. By the way, there is a different Arabic word for blessing, actually. And that's barik, okay? Or from, from where we get the noun or the pronoun, uh, I mean the noun, I should say, baraka, you know, blessings, okay? Barik, uh, to bless, that's the verb, basically, in the imperative, uh, Ubatic, uh, that's in a present tense, you know, basically uh, blessings uh, to uh, send his blessings and so on and so forth. There is a specific Arabic word for that. It's not mentioned here. The word is specifically is prayer, salah, 
you know, you salli, basically God and his angels, you salluna, basically they pray upon Muhammad. Now, if Allah himself is sending blessings, why does he need the help of the angels in this case? Isn't he the giver of blessings anyway? But here's another problem also. Anytime a Muslim goes uh, to, to pray, whether in a mosque or at home, and they stand and they kneel down and they go all the way down and prostrate and they finally sit down before they close their prayer, one of the things that they will repeat basically is a prayer for Muhammad and comparing him to Abraham, okay? And they will say in the prayer, I'm going to just kind of like uh, summarize it for you, asking God, oh God, uh, you know, pray upon Muhammad and the family of Muhammad as you prayed upon Abraham and the family of Abraham. Now, that sounds strange, okay? But like I said, our Muslim friends say, no, 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 you're misunderstanding. The word pray here is blessing. In other words, what it means is, Oh Allah, send your blessings upon Muhammad and the family of Muhammad as you have sent your blessings before, basically, upon Abraham and the family of Abraham. So that's the first, basically, stanza, if you wish. The problem is, after you say this, the very next section of the prayer is, Oh Allah, send your blessings upon Muhammad and the family of Muhammad as you have sent your blessings upon Abraham and the family of Abraham. Did you get this? The first one, the word is pray. The second one is the word blessing. How can the first one pray means blessing when in fact the next passage immediately in your prayer is asking God for blessing? Why would you repeat it in two different forms? I don't understand this. Why, if a pray meant blessing, why do you have to repeat another passage about blessing? Is it being unsure that God heard you the first time? Or is it indeed that the word pray here has a different meaning. So what is the point behind this post that I have in there? I wanted to show my Muslim friends that you have a problem with us, worshiping our Lord who is God incarnate. He is God who appeared in the flesh to us to serve us and to elevate us also from our shame by saving us from our sins, giving us basically a place in heaven in faith uh, by our faith in him, through his grace that he has bestows upon us and his righteousness, basically, because he saved us from our sin and he rescued us from, a just, uh, from the judgment and we were justified before a holy and a just God on account of what he has done. But he is God who appeared to us in the flesh. That's what the scripture teaches. This isn't like something we have invented. In fact, I would argue even the Quran confirms that Jesus is divine who appeared in the flesh. We find this in chapter 4, verse 170 to 171, where it, an announcement came from Allah himself to Mary that Allah himself is sending his word to be born out of her. And the word that will be born out of her, his name will be uh, Jesus Christ basically the son of Mary. Notice a person. The word of Allah goes into Mary and comes out as a person. Isn't that a form of incarnation? Is the word of Allah separate from Allah? Because it described Jesus in that passage in the Quran, chapter 4, verse 170 to 171, that Jesus is the word of Allah and the spirit of Allah. Notice, he, his name is the word of Allah, and in his nature, he's a, he's a spirit. That's exactly what Galatians taught, basically. Paul, in Galatians chapter 4, verse 4, says, In the fullness of time, God sent his son, 
born of a woman born under the law. And then the verse says, God sent the spirit of his son. God in his nature is a spirit, but he took on the form of a servant in the likeness of man. That's what Philippians 2 verses 5 to 8 teaches. So you can see how there is contradictions in Islamic theology when it comes to the person of Jesus, yet the same glorification is actually applied to Muhammad, who Muslims will tell you he's just a human being and a servant, and I would agree with them. He is only a human being and a servant, and therefore, how can the creator prey upon the creature? That's the dilemma, and that's what we want our Muslim friends to basically think about. Here is another post that we uh, basically a challenge, if you wish, posted on December 2nd. And one of our Muslim friends, unfortunately, keeps coming with bogus claims, with things that are untrue, and exposing his lack of knowledge about what Islam teaches. And, and he claims to be even a leader in his community. And people like that, by the way, I like to challenge publicly simply because their followers are watching what they're doing. And I want their followers to see that what they're telling their followers is one thing. Their knowledge is a totally another story. Okay? So... We asked this particular fella uh, to present to us. He kept emphasizing that the Quran is an infallible, perfect, and complete book. Which, by the way, anybody these days, Muslim and non-Muslim, Arab and non-Arab, can just go and Google the manuscripts of the Quran and all of the critical assessment and criticism that is done about them. No Muslim in the right mind, if they're really fair and sincere uh, to their own, basically, um, uh, person and to themselves, if they're honest with themselves, they're going to see that the Quran today is not the exact replica of the Quran that supposedly was revealed to the Prophet of Islam starting in 610 AD until 632 for over the course of 23 years. In other words, 1400 years later, after the death of the Prophet of Islam in 632, today, what we call the Quran is actually nowhere near being what it supposedly was that Quran that was revealed 14 centuries earlier. But for someone to make a claim like this, and not be willing to even reason, because that was the, uh, the, the, the case here, not willing to listen, not willing to understand that there is a problem with claims like this, I challenged this person with a simple question. I said, no problem. Please present to us one copy of a complete 7th century Quran that matches exactly and perfectly today's Quran. That shouldn't be a problem then. If somebody's making a claim like this, then obviously they have a source that backs up this claim. And if today's Quran is the exact Quran that was revealed, then show it to us. Obviously, the way out of this immediately is like, oh, it was perfectly transmitted basically orally. How can anyone say something like this? When in fact we have so many evidence that this oral transmission resulted in variant, variant text readings. Different ways to read in text, different way to pronounce in words, different ways of meanings. So even with that claim, you're actually digging a deeper hole when it comes to this claim that the Quran we have in our hand today is a perfect Quran. Pray for me as I'm doing my PhD in field, this field, basically, to try to show that there is no way 
no reasonable way, no logical way to say that today's Quran is an exact replica of the 14th century earlier Quran. In fact, we don't even have a copy that is complete of a Quran that existed 14 centuries ago. The closest to having a complete copy, not even 100% complete, is an early 8th century Quran. Remember, the Prophet of Islam died in 632. That's basically early 7th century. A hundred years later, now we have something called the Tapkapi manuscript, and it's almost complete, about 98 to 99% of the Quran. And I respect the fact that it's almost complete, but even the Muslim scholars who are working on it, some of them are in Turkey, they will tell you it has more than 2,200 variants, okay? In other words, it doesn't match today's Quran. Muslims always will use, I mean, scholars, Quranic scholars, Muslims and non-Muslims, Arabs and non-Arab scholars, will use what we know today as the 1924 Kyrene, basically, uh, standardized copy or Kyrene edition, the Cairo edition, basically, the Kyrene is like a, the academic way of saying it. There is today's Quran is known as the 1924 Cairo edition, according to the readings of Hafs. That's the reading that is based on, but it, it wasn't based on any existing manuscript. It was based on the oral transmission of this reader Hafs that existed also about a hundred year after the time of Muhammad. So right there, we still have a problem. And every time there is a manuscript, it's always compared to this so-called the 1924 standard Cairo Quran or edition. And even this almost complete Quran, the top copy one that dates early 8th century, the Muslim Quranic scholars are honest enough to tell us it has about 2,200 variants. In other words, it doesn't match today's Cairo edition. So this is the reason why we had that particular, basically, challenge in there. Now, let's move on here to also reminding you, please go to our YouTube channel at Sira International and watch our video series that has been launched uh, in the last at least uh, uh, three months. It's called the Scripture Twisting 101. Scripture Twisting 101. What is that? The Scripture Twisting 101 basically is a series of videos that I did myself, Sam Shamon, and David Wood together. And we took one verse at a time from the Bible that our Muslim friends like to use sometimes to try to prove to you that either it means Muhammad in the Bible or that it doesn't mean what we as Christians believe it to mean. Usually, it's taken out of context. Usually, uh, the uh, human uh, uh, basically thought is interjected in it, taking the work of the Holy Spirit, taking away basically the context, and the list can go on and on and on. So we took one verse at a time, whether it deals with Muhammad in the Bible, whether it denies the deity of Christ or denies the person of the Holy Spirit and his deity and so on and so forth. And we've been going through this on a weekly basis. We release it. You'll find it on YouTube. You can also go to our uh, Facebook page, The Al-Fadi, and my personal page, alfadi.sira. In there, we end up sharing it as well in there. But I encourage you to become a subscriber of our YouTube channel, Sira International. Again, that's C as in Charlie, C-I-R-A International. Simply because when you subscribe, you begin to receive notifications every time a video is released. Well, our time is approaching the end of this particular show. Once again, we want to remind 
remind you of the number of sources that we have available for you where we have a lot of videos and soon we will have also uh, uh, write-ups and uh, we'll begin also uh, a debate basically forum online uh, for people to interact with one another and then we are going to have as well a, a live uh, we're in a process of launching our monthly live Facebook live and YouTube live uh, uh, via Zoom possibly we're still exploring different platforms but Zoom comes at the top where either myself or myself and Sam Shamoon and others will be interacting with people live talking about different issues once again thank you for joining us you can always go to our website Sierra Internet sierrainternational.com and you can also go to our youtube channel sierra international we really encourage you to become a subscriber and become a patreon patron and supporters as well thank you so much until we meet again may the lord bless you richly General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.